Welcome to another episode of the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. Well, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, it's Dave from Real, and thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Once again, every week I am to bring you news, real estate information and advice that I hope helps you make and save tens of thousands of dollars from whatever it is that you're going to do in real estate next. And this week, the big topic of conversation has been Purple Bricks, a massive Facebook campaign over the weekend. And it begs the question, is Purple Bricks now the most toxic brand in real estate? And exactly how did Purple Bricks become such a toxic brand? Well, many of you requested an opinion piece by me on Purple Bricks, which I delivered just a few short weeks ago. And yet here we are talking about them all over again. Now, as many of you be aware, I reserved my opinion on Purple Bricks until such time as I had an opportunity to observe it as an organization and to see its impact on the marketplace. Um, But there does seem to be a genuinely massive level of curiosity around Purple Bricks. And that curiosity, though, over the weekend in particular, seems to uh, be turning into animosity. Purple Bricks released a Facebook campaign featuring the bloke that's not the vet on Channel 10's living room. Many of you may have seen it pop up on your news feeds over the weekend. And having already burned over $8 million on TV advertising and media reports suggesting that PB's board are under enormous pressure to perform, giving PB's shares uh, have hit record lows at exactly the same time as they've been making record losses for a real estate business in this country. More telling, it appears that the more PB spend, the more they generate bad publicity and the disaster over the weekend on Facebook was truly something to behold. Many of you, uh, as I was, was hit by a barrage of Purple Brick sponsored posts over the weekend, demonstrating that the brand is pivoting away from TV and into influencer advocacy and social media in an effort to lend some much needed credibility to this very troubled brand. I saw comments from everyday Aussies who displayed a great deal of animosity, actually a surprising amount of animosity towards Purple Bricks and who simply weren't afraid to broadcast that to the rest of the world. I actually wish I'd started screen snapping sooner, but throughout the weekend I noticed videos pop up on my Facebook feed with over 20,000 views and yet only had three likes and maybe a couple of comments. Now to put that into context, if we have a video that has say seven or 8,000 views, we would expect hundreds of comments. So it was pretty obvious here that something was not quite right. Occasionally there was one post that would pop up quite regularly through my feed with dozens of messages from a combination of hard done by clients, snarky real estate agents, and any number of keyboard warriors that were just happy to pile on. And it was actually all that is wrong with social media for big brands, not managed at the micro level. Social can quickly get away from you uh, and big companies really do struggle with this. In particular, as social media is almost impossible to outsource and still do extremely well. So why the really poor engagement on these posts? Well, I checked their page and saw they had multiple sponsored posts of very similar content deployed to shower the audience with the same or very similar videos, so diverting attention away from the few posts that were gathering massive amounts of negative comments. So whether Purple Bricks was deleting or disabling comments on some posts uh, of their content, or or maybe their content was just so shit that no one liked it or engaged with it, and I guess 
this we'll never really know. Either way, it is hard to call the rather elaborate social media campaign of theirs over the weekend a PR success. None of this helped Purple Bricks where it needs it most, credibility. And credibility seems to be PB's Achilles heel. They came to Australia promising a better deal and greater value and as yet, punters on the whole remain unconvinced. Richard Branson is often quoted as suggesting that if you can offer a service at a better price and offer a higher quality of service than anyone else, and you have a great brand and excellent marketing, then you can't help but win in business. Now, Purple Bricks started off really well. They had excellent marketing and created huge brand awareness, but have been unable to deliver on the value equation, even though on the surface, they offer a cheaper service. But is cheaper what property savvy Australians really want? Is Purple Bricks the answer to people's real estate problems? More to the point, what is the point to Purple Bricks? Well, here may lie in Purple Bricks challenge. In Australia, the top 20% of agents do around 70 or so percent of the business. So for the most part, real estate transactions are well facilitated in this country by the highest percentile of agents. Since the early 1990s, agents' fees have also been deregulated almost throughout the country during that time. And during this time, the market has determined that an agent will be paid around two to two and a half percent of the sale price of the property. Now, agents did not make this up. It is where the market has settled, and for the most part across the country. But was, what has also been negotiated over this time is not just the fee, but what an agent is expected to do for their two-ish or so percent. In Australia, agents are far more engaged in the process than almost anywhere else in the world, certainly anywhere else in the world that I know. From comprising a piece of prose to accompany the professional photos that they arrange to attending open inspections on the weekend, from presenting, directing and scripting a video to completing all of the documentation, the contracts and the cooling off papers, to liaising with contractors, to refurbishing and preparing a home for sale. All of this is done by the agent. Even developing a social media strategy to the actual negotiation of the sale price is all undertaken by the agent. So it takes a considerable and diverse skill set to execute the whole process well, and Australian New Zealand agents are world famous for doing a lot for their fee. We're one of the few places in the world where vendors choose to auction their home, and many of the best agents are masters at executing the process beautifully. I, for instance, uh, was an, a national auctioneering champion, and if you can sell via auction, then private treaty is truly a breeze. Agents in Australia on average have a higher skill set and at the upper end of the spectrum are right up there in terms of the highest performers on the planet. Our skill set is amongst the highest and the calibre of negotiator and the breadth of ability of Australian agents means that the, we do have a real estate community and industry that this country can be very, very proud of. So the market says that the best agents in the world are worth between two and two and a half percent for the most part. But the thing is that around the world, agents are getting paid far more in percentage terms and in reality, delivering far less for the money. 
In the UK, for instance, it's a prime example. They have high fees and generally a low level of service in comparison to Australian agents. That is where Purple Bricks, of course, was born and grew to become a major player in a very short period of time. They delivered better value for similar service levels and outcomes, and that was their unique value equation. But simply, in Australia, that is not enough to win over the punters. On top of that, Purple Bricks has lost credibility with findings of misleading advertising and misrepresentation of their fee structure. And the reality is that Purple Bricks has struggled to recover from the bad reviews and the consumer's realisation that for not that much more, you can get an agent that will do so much more. So not all agents are the same, of course. And it really seemed that Purple Brick's early goodwill as a newcomer and perception that they were keeping the bastards honest got people's attention. It seemed that those that had previously had a bad real estate experience or didn't completely understand what a modern real estate agent actually does were the first to give it a go. And as Aussies, we we're always willing to give someone a go. It now appears, though, that there is a weight of criticism against its service and consistent reporting of massive losses and corporate turmoil and the recent disastrous foray into this mega social media spend that has made Purple Bricks definitely one of the most controversial and maybe even most toxic brands in the country right now. It is undeniable that Purple Bricks were onto something. There is a sentiment that agents charge a lot because, well, they do. Seldom will you spend five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars on anything other than a car and a house and certainly on a service it's almost unheard of. But even if the fees were half, well really it's still a lot of money. And so my observation is that there appears to be a will on behalf of the market to extract the very best value that it can and people would definitely investigate where that value may lie. So the real disruptor to the real estate industry that was proposed to be face, uh, that was propo uh, proposed to be Purple Bricks will be the one that delivers something approximating 70% of an what an agent currently does for 1% or roughly half the price. And therein lies Purple Bricks' greatest challenge. It just needs to deliver 70% of what an excellent agent does consistently for half the price and it wins. The market seems to agree that Purple Bricks has not yet learned how to do that. And I don't think it will. I don't think its model is flexible enough to accommodate it. I think there are certainly corporate pressures and rates of return on the investment made in the marketing that need to be realised. And I think they've started off on the wrong foot and given their recent troubles, are going to find it very, very difficult to get back on track. So there's my opinion on the big Purple Bricks Facebook social media spend over the weekend. And for more information, opinion and real estate news, never hesitate to join me here on the podcast where almost every week I'll bring you some of the best information that I can dig up and share it with you. I'm Dave from Real and I look forward to joining you next week. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of the Dave Sovereign Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on iTunes and we look forward to bringing you more next week.